What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Academics and Amigos. I'm your host, Anthony Ramirez. This week, I get to interview my friend, the incredibly inspiring and talented and just overall Wonder Woman, Diana Prince. And you'll see why I'm referring to her as Wonder Woman in a bit, as she's a huge Wonder Woman fan. On top of that, she is a researcher, a nonprofit organization president and founder and artist amongst so many other things so let's get started with this episode and hear what diane has to say i am super excited for this episode like i've, I've been wanting to uh talk to this person for a good while um so i'm super thrilled about this it's my good friend diana right um so she's a huge wonder woman fan so let me just uh, mention that because um this is how we became friends uh amongst uh other reasons why uh because you know diana who her initials are dlp similar to diana prince of the comics you know and ironically that's her name too diana prince so how cool <laughs> is that how cool is that um i just like i remember the first time i'm like Yo, you have the same you have the same name as the character. That is so cool. Um, so I, I was super excited about that, being the comic book nerd that I am. But besides that, Diana ha is about to finish her master's in bioscience. Is a founder and president of a nonprofit organization, an artist, and as I mentioned before, a huge comic book enthusiast and Wonder Woman fan. So I'm super excited to have Diana with me on Academics on Amigos. Diana, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me. When you said you've been wanting to talk to me for a long time, audience, that means the longest time. We've been so busy, so busy. But I mean, that's, that's being an adult. It's not always fun. Hashtag adulting, right? Finally, we finally get to talk to each other. Yeah, we we, uh, we we made it work. We made it happen. And I'm super happy about that. It's so cool. Um, so what what's so interesting about a lot of these episodes, and we talked about it prior to um, starting the recording, is that most of the people that I've talked to, about, talked to in relation to being academics have been in the social science field or um, in, in work like in, in, in similar instances like that. Um, in your type of research, it's a little bit different. So um, what type of research do you do? And like, what are some projects that you can speak about or discuss, you know? Yeah. So I've worked with cancer. Mm -hmm. I've worked with Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, tuberculosis, wow. um, different types of cancer, uh, mm -hmm. going to that topic, um, cell, the cell signaling portion. Mm -hmm. Of, of cancer and one of my favorite projects was working with childhood cancer so oh, acute wow. little plastic leukemia mm -hmm. and we found some novel proteins in the pro prohibitive family complex mm -hmm. and we realized that these are biomarkers for mm -hmm. this cancer so we noticed that using that cell line cancer cell line cancer as we all know like it's just these cells that proliferate Mm -hmm. crazy they grow they spread they metastasize and we noticed that in the metabolic <clears throat> uh what's it called the metabolic harmony of it mm -hmm. that was disbalanced and they would the prohibited family protein the let's edit that part because <laughs> i'm like <laughs> it's all good it's all good because I'm a little bit nervous too. <laughs> no, 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 no worries, no worries. In the prohibited family complex, mm -hmm. uh, there are these proteins that are upregulated. Mm -hmm. And what upregulated means is they're just made in so much high quantities, more mm -hmm. than what a healthy cell does. Okay. And yeah, that this is in the, it's like mitochondrial activity. And there's like, okay, there's these proteins allow for a cell to survive, to proliferate, and it has to do with the energy of the cell. And of course, like <clears throat> if we compare that activity to like a, a whole organism, like a whole person, mm -hmm. um, like we we can say like, oh, if this person is eating a lot more, it's because it needs a lot more energy. Mm -hmm. So that, that's there. Maybe there might maybe it's like a bad example, but it's a parallel. Okay. Where. Is, there's like it has a lot more of this 
proteins, the prohibitants, mm -hmm. then it should, then a oh. healthy cell does. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, yeah, and and what what I notice is that because I'm from El Paso, mm -hmm. I'm still so, um, ALL, the acute lymphoblastic leukemia, mm -hmm. is very common in Hispanic children, and it's very concerning for me because we're eighty percent Hispanic population, right. and what does that mean for our children? That eighty percent are Hispanic children. Mm -hmm. Here, so like I said, it's it's concerning because because of the high percentage, mm -hmm. also because of the <clears throat> the pollution that we have mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. and we're seeing a lot of the remnants from like a sarco. It's mm -hmm. no longer here, but um, it is known. I'm not sure if like mm -hmm. many people know not, but carcinogens cause cell mutations. Right. And mutations are generally bad. Mm -hmm. And we're, we think that there might be correlation between all the, all the pollution and this high incidence of cancer in Hispanic children. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like Hispanics are in the low socioeconomic range. Mm -hmm. And those are just the demographics and being underserved and not having so much access to healthcare and being exposed to all these carcinogens mm -hmm. heightens the risk of these kids developing cancer. Wow, that's, that's way interesting. That's super interesting. And you know what was awesome too is that you, you totally were going to answer my follow-up question about uh, Hispanics and Latinos and, and race because you know how I do uh, research on race. You, you totally hit what I was about to ask you as a follow-up question. So it's like you read my mind. So that was super cool. That was super cool. Um, so this research is fascinating. Like it truly is. And so I'm curious, like what made you interested in pursuing uh, this type of degree and made you interested in bioscience and doing this type of research? Well, I'm not going to lie. And I'm sure like anyone can guess knowing that I love Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. um, I adopted her identity since mm -hmm. I was a child. Mm -hmm. I being a female and mm -hmm. Hispanic and um, watching, just watching <laughs> the Saturday morning cartoons. Oh man, that was the best. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's definitely, uh, I'm going to say a biomarker in my mm -hmm. life, the Saturday morning cartoons, mm -hmm. because they were so prevalent in my formative years and so significant. That's how I formed my Mm -hmm. identity as a young woman mm -hmm. so wonder woman is like for those people who are not very familiar with her with her history uh she's a brunette and i'm a brunette she's an amazonian and so when i know that the amazon is in brazil mm -hmm. so um, the amazon in the comics is the island of Theramiskira. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is Paradise Island, which has nothing really to do with Brazil. But I, I thought like, okay, I'm, I'm going to relate that to my ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I identified with her. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how she's drawn, like she's commonly drawn with like light skin, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I just kind of went off with my imagination with her too. And also like... <clears throat> made her fit in into my schema mm -hmm. of the woman. Mm -hmm. So she's a brunette, I'm a brunette, and um, she's a woman, I'm a woman, and she's a princess, and also grew up with Disney characters. And I thought like, okay, well, I want to be a princess too. And I used to imagine also that I was Ariel or that I was Cinderella or Belle, mm -hmm. Pocahontas or Mulan. And... I also found some similarities between the two. Like Moonan is a badass, mm -hmm. and and they they ha they both have long hair, and they can fight. And also growing up with the machismo, mm -hmm. um, fortunately, it's 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 still very present. Mm -hmm. um, I don't blame anybody for for being machista, but um, that's just part of the culture. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't have any resentment towards that because it's something that we all grow up with and that's the only thing that we know. And our parents raise us and our parents' parents raise us the best that they can and the best that they know of the world. And it's not always some, something that a man or a woman executes or teaches just because they want to repress you. It's just the only thing that they know. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so I grew up with that with my male cousins kind of trying to put me down for being a woman or there are these um, slurs or, or teasing that had to, had to do with feminism, with mm-hmm. femininity to offending, defending womanhood. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. I always noticed these things that, um, these like slight offenses, like um, you would hear, oh, don't cry like a girl. Mm-hmm. And I would think, why? Like, why, why would, I was so confused as to why you would, whether you were a girl or a boy, you would be told by an older male not to act like a woman. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, well, what's so wrong with being a woman? And I would ask and nobody would really, nobody could pinpoint at why that was wrong. And that's just, I came to realize quickly that that's just a societal notion mm-hmm. that people probably don't identify completely with or mean to tell you uh, more so they don't, I don't think that they consciously mean to tell or believe that women are less than. Mm-hmm. But it, it does it does take an effect on you or it did take an effect on me as a woman. Because I thought, I don't want to be perceived as weak. Don't want to be uh, helpless and need mm-hmm. to be rescued all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, like some of my male cousins wouldn't let me play with them because they're like, no, you're a girl, you're going to cry. Um, you're going to get dirty. And I, and I would think like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not gonna, I don't care about getting dirty. I, I mean, that's what showers are for. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, so um, I would I would notice these things and feel so awkward about myself because mm-hmm. I thought like there's obviously so many wrong things about me, and but that that's something that wasn't me. It it was just came from my predecessors, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how. For a long time, I wondered how my predecessors that were women handled both so I I noticed Wounded Woman Wounded Woman was a badass and she kicked ass and Mm -hmm. she was also a princess and she didn't need to be rescued Mm -hmm. and she protected people and she defended people and she was a superhero too and she was a goddess or a demigod Mm -hmm. um, and she was everything that I admired. And so when, as I grew up and I was also exposed to Greek literature, Greek mythology, I found a lot of commonalities. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I just put her on the pedestal, not that I idolized her, but I really took her identity per se. And, um, and, I, and I would literally say, say to myself and I'd pray like, God, I want to be Wonder Woman when I grow up. <laughs> and like, yeah, I couldn't become a comic book character, mm-hmm. but you really integrate a lot of her qualities mm-hmm. in person, whether you're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, like you, you know me, you've seen me in person, you can tell that I have adopted a lot of things. I like to wear a lot of Wonder Woman merch, mm-hmm. and like dressing up like her every Halloween. Uh, and there's just, I love being her. I love pretending to her. And now it's not, I'm not pretending. It's just, she's so much a part of me Mm -hmm. that like, I feel that that's just who I am. And she was always there. Her image was always there. Her symbol more than anything. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of people think that I was kind of lazy mm-hmm. in forming identity, but it's not. I, I just absolutely love what she represents. And 
I love being, being the, integrating those traits into my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think we all do that, whether it's a celebrity or it's a family member, mm-hmm. or a historical figure, we all do that. Definitely. I, and I think that we all need that. It's something that we all need. And uh, so yeah. I've been, and we talked about like her, her movies mm-hmm. and I told you, I'm like barely living my childhood right now because I, <laughs> For, I really wanted to buy her dolls. I really wanted to buy her, her clothes, her merchandise, watch movies, and mm-hmm. have more. Wish there was more content when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Now I'm living that, and I'm so excited. I'm having the time of my life. I feel like a child because I, um, there's so much more merch. There's movies that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, I was told about Wonder Woman the series but mm-hmm. it was always total um the family members were telling me about mm-hmm. her and when i heard your podcast you said that linda carter mm-hmm. is his family. I, mm-hmm. I just i couldn't process it i was just so excited yeah her wow. main name is linda cordova cordova yeah yeah so i just thought that was like the coolest thing ever too yeah that was that was really great news and yeah, and, and I love how Gal Gadot, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Gal Gadot. I've heard it Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. You know, I, I don't know. And I feel bad because she's such an amazing actress in person. I feel bad for mispronouncing her name too because she's so cool. Gal Gadot? But like some, I, some people would correct me and say like, no, Gal Gadot. And then I've heard, I think I've heard somebody else in the media say Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love that how she's she's a folk woman. She's mm-hmm. often to be considered of color, mm-hmm. and I thought that was amazing. And her eyes aren't blue; mm-hmm. they're brown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm 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 happy that like she doesn't necessarily have to have blue eyes mm-hmm. because she's just has those qualities, and that's enough. Like, there's no specific like image for her. Mm-hmm. What I love, also oh. wonder versatile for everybody one thing i think also that's really cool about gal godot um i'm gonna call her godot because it's what i know her by but uh, <laughs> or i've heard um so um i i doubt she'll ever hear this podcast but if she by chance does i apologize if i messed up your name um, but, <laughs> um so one thing i think is really cool too is that she was in the um uh, not only was she a um a like miss miss what is it miss uh universe uh uh contestant but she was also like in the um israeli army for uh, a while too i heard about that i'm just like whoa man she's super cool you know on top of yeah. like all like just being a sweet and kind person like she truly does embody that wonder woman character to heart and i love that about her yeah i think that's there are many reasons why she was chosen mm-hmm. And I was just so happy to see her embody and portray the character. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you mentioned, like when you, you were describing like how you pursued um, th- this, this path in life, um, one thing I found super interesting is that your career, you know, it helps people too. You know, you're trying to help people that have cancers or any, all these different types of diseases and stuff. And you're helping people through your work and through your research, you know. And, and um, you know, Wonder Woman helps people with her superpowers, too. So, like, like before we started recording, we are talking about superpowers, too. And, uh, like, we were, we're like, we were having some awesome nerdy conversations before we started recording. <laughs> and we were talking about, like, superpowers. And I was telling Diana that, you know she has she has this like a lot of amazing superpowers and super traits you know and one of those is helping people in a variety of ways you know she you know through through her research the way uh, through her research and also through her nonprofit organization and um you know so let's talk about the nonprofit for a little bit because i think we can we can dive into that a little bit too we'll talk more about wonder woman in a bit by the way but um I, let's um well, so, 
everything has to do with Wonder Woman. So it's true. It's true. <laughs> it, it's like a running theme. So it's, it it's the running theme of this uh, this episode. And but like before we move on to that, I just want to say one thing too, is that I I resonate a lot. Okay, so you know Batman's my favorite character. And this mm-hmm. is something that we've talked about before too. And I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but like a lot of the same reasons that you like Wonder Woman, like the Saturday morning cartoons and stuff is the same mm-hmm. reason I like Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, um, I grew up watching the 1992 uh, or the 1990s Batman, the animated series. And mm-hmm. I remember watching it. I just thought, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. And uh-huh. so I, as I got older, yes when I started to, you know, want to pursue a master's and now a PhD, you know, I always kept in the back of my mind how grateful I am for that cartoon and for, because that cartoon was what got me into comic books Mm -hmm. and into the Batman character. And if it wasn't for that love of comic books and popular culture that started and resonated with that one cartoon, I wouldn't be here today doing Yeah. You know, so I really resonated with what you said about that because I'm like, that's the same thing that happened with me. You know, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And Wonder Woman is like a bilateral explanation, like multifactorial mm-hmm. symbol. Like you cannot, um, you can you could just simply cannot describe her mm-hmm. in a sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, because she comes with so much history and like I said I wouldn't be here either mm-hmm. like you if it weren't for Wonder Woman if it weren't for William Moulton Marston mm-hmm. greeted her in 1941 and I'm such a fanatic of a comic that I read up on him too mm-hmm. and I admire him too um, he poured his whole life his character his mind his creativity mm-hmm. his soul and that of his loved ones mm-hmm. to creating a single character. Mm-hmm. So these comic books are fiction, but they're based on a lot of real, a lot of facts, a lot of real events. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love her. She's historical. She's unique. Um, I remember before the Wonder Woman came out, I remember telling you, like, I think that it's so unfair no, nobody renders her um, admiration mm-hmm. or advertisement promotion mm-hmm. because of her history, because of the symbolism, her nobility. And um, I just thought it was, it was something that was underground. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like an outsider because not a lot of people knew about her. And she soon kind of burst off. And like Harley Quinn, she came mm-hmm. super, became super popular um, when she appeared in the Batman series. Mm-hmm. And I think that was relatively recent, like early 2000s. Actually, and, uh, Harley came out in that same cartoon that I mentioned, the 1990s one. That's where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Because I didn't see her like early 2000s. And... Um, but she just skyrocketed and mm-hmm. she's really funny. Um, but um, I just thought like Wonder Woman is so much older. Mm-hmm. How did, how did she merge into like the, the shadows? I, I, mm-hmm. So one um, of you're asking me going back to the original question, because I feel like I'm digressing. It's all good. You, t- it's you all tell good. me, you tell me Wonder Woman, I'm not going to stop talking. <laughs> but like by I said, all means continue because uh, you know you know me i'm all down for that yeah because i integrated her in every part of my life mm-hmm. just like william marston did with his life into mm-hmm. wonder woman so when i hear wonder woman i also hear william moulton marston mm-hmm. and like so she was created around the time of the william Su- um women's suffragist movement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so William Moulton Marston was a polymath. So he was good at absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And I knew that and I wanted to, to be, <laughs> I wanted mm-hmm. to imitate him too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was good at writing. He would write movies. Um, I love movies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've told you this before. I just absolutely go and watch them. I love to just like merge into the plot, merge into characters, and like I'll come out crying of any and every movie because I that's how much of like an emotion all of my emotions I invest mm-hmm. and and I like to see to see through and think of what inspired those writers I try to think of what they experienced what truth is this based on mm-hmm. and that's what the story of Wonder Woman has given me mm-hmm. the empathy the ability to see what truth lies beneath that surface. I like that. And, and it's, I think it's really interesting how a woman, mm-hmm. like the perfect woman, at least the perfect woman for me, mm. it was created by a man mm-hmm. more, more than anything. Also by his two wives. It's crazy to say yeah. he had two wives, but mostly it was, it was a man and it was based all the, all of Wonder Woman, all her qualities, mm-hmm. her history, even her enemies mm-hmm. are based on him. Mm-hmm. And you can see the struggle that he went through um, like as an adolescent, as a young adult, um, trying to meander through life, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what adulthood is like, especially mm-hmm. in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And and figuring out your career, figuring out your identity. And it's very parallel to the experience that I've gone through, mm-hmm. especially going into my early adulthood with that. Because it's, I know that people have been struggling with humanity itself mm-hmm. and with your internal self mm-hmm. also asking who am I, who is everybody else, but more than anything at the end of the day, ask yourself who you are. Mm-hmm. And so Wonder Woman is also like this philanthropy and this health and this psychological um, process and journey that a lot, well, definitely helped me become mm-hmm. who I am. And um, Dr. Poison. I remember in the first Wonder Woman movie that mm-hmm. came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Was it 20? Uh, I don't remember. I think, oh, let's see. Two. I want to like see. 20... Let's see. 2015? Something like that. I, I want to say 2015. Yeah, so they, they put her, uh, they put Dr. Poison as a woman. Mm-hmm. But originally, Dr. Poison is like some crazy scientist mm-hmm. who makes a cyanide bomb. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Dr. Poison was inspired was because William Moulton Marston was depressed mm-hmm. as a teenager and as a very wow. young adult. Mm-hmm. And he was contemplating suicide. Oh, wow. He didn't, yeah, he didn't commit suicide, but he, he was going through school. He was like a freshman, uh, a college freshman, and he was struggling with his identity, struggling with social contact. Mm-hmm. inside and outside of his family mm-hmm. and you you would think that these are extrinsic factors that he's struggling with but in reality it's all internal mm-hmm. it's his is interpersonal relationship with himself mm-hmm. and the reason why he created this dr poison and the cyanide bomb that this scientist created was because he was going to commit suicide by drinking cyanide mm. in his, one of his laboratories oh, wow. in school. But he didn't do it. And I'm so glad he didn't because we now have his legacy and the legacy of Wonder Woman. Mm. And it's just so beautiful to see all the bad and all the good mm. that we all are that we have, we have every ingredient to be anybody who we want to be, whether good or bad. And we all have to make the choice like he did 
mm-hmm. to not do something to harm ourselves that will also harm other people. Definitely. And he made something extraordinary that has transcended through the decades and has reached me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this guy, he, he passed away. He passed away a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I know about him and I know about his legacy and his relationships mm-hmm. and about his mind. I know about his soul. And he left behind this character that I think he discovered the meaning of life is to just try to be your best. Definitely. Try to do your best and don't be upset with that result because just knowing that you did your best, that's all you need. Definitely. That's all you need. And so with his story and with Wonder Woman's fictional story, the fantasy that you need or that I need to inject into my life, but I do believe that everyone needs to inject into their lives because it keeps you going, it keeps you motivated and it keeps you happy. And there's some irony to it that you need some something fake to keep going, mm-hmm. but that's the that's the exact ingredient for happiness. Mm-hmm. And it's just your head's in the you need you need to keep your feet grounded, but I think you need to keep your head in the clouds too. I love that. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. And yeah, so. So answering your original question, that's that's what inspired me to to found the organization mm-hmm. and inspires me to do anything that I do with my life, with mm-hmm. love and with um trying to inspire other people to be their best self. And um with the organization we help we started out helping out kids. Mm-hmm. Trying to inspire them to do to find their passion. Mm-hmm. And follow their dreams, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. whether it's in art, whether it's in academics and science, um, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. even if it's not a subject that's even invented now, like mm-hmm. they, they should go ahead and invent it because like technology didn't exist till like like really a few decades ago. Mm-hmm. And you just you just never know, and you don't have to stick to one thing. Um, You can have multiple passions too, like you and I. Mm -hmm. And I love science, but it was definitely inspired by Wonder Mm -hmm. Woman. Mm -hmm. I love science fiction, science fiction that I read, that I saw on TV. Mm -hmm. And and that he, William Moulton Marston was also a scientist. He was an artist. Um, He was a writer. And I, explore those things when I was very young and I love them. Mm-hmm. So I love to write. I love to paint, to draw. I love to dress up. Mm-hmm. And I love, um, yeah, I love kids. I, I love, I love being in a lab. I love science. And more than anything, I, I really liked trying to connect to people. So, um, earlier I remember telling you that I'm an introvert but Wonder Woman has really helped me to be the extrovert that I need to be mm-hmm. in order to carry out a cause, in order to execute a plan. And I see everything like a mission mm-hmm. I have to carry out, like Wonder Woman does. She goes on missions, she goes on adventures. And as minute, as like, and mundane, as like, um, daily task can be you can make it fun yeah definitely especially yeah and especially um like what's going on in the world um like you can take uh this pandemic and be like okay well um how am i going to use this challenge to have fun with it and it doesn't i know it might sound bad but have fun with it in the sense that how can we make everything better how can i help somebody how can I um, use my laboratory knowledge to figure out um, like the cure? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I create art to inspire people? Mm-hmm. How can I allow that communication? How can I fuel that motivation? How can use anything and everything that I have, all my talents, 
all of my time, all of my love to, to render everything that has value and give it to people too. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, and, and also create more awareness yeah. to things. And definitely have more connection, to bridge those connections mm-hmm. with different types of people, especially being in the U.S. where we're so diverse and seeing that there are so many issues, social issues that in reality, the base of it is so simple and we make things so complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just a lack, a lot of lack of understanding and a lot of lack of love. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's giving us all a purpose. Mm-hmm. How do we find a way for everyone to feel loved and to give love? And that's what Wonder Woman is more than anything, is she's love. Mm-hmm. And William Walter Marston is honestly a genius because it takes so many people and it takes so many lifetimes just to figure out that it's just love that we all need. And knowing that nobody is undeserving of love. Mm-hmm. Nobody, absolutely nobody is undeserving. And I, I feel like that this, these are unprecedented times, like everybody says, mm-hmm. because they are. But I think that these are also an exciting time for another revolution. Definitely. And that's where Wonder Woman comes in again, because hey. she's a revolutionary. <laughs> and truly, she is. Yeah. So I, like I said, I try to see, I see Wonder Woman everywhere. How that's she so cool. Everywhere. Thank you. I think that's awesome. Like, I really... Yeah. I really like how you embodied the character and how you used it in these multi, multiple multifaceted aspects of your life, you know? Um, and I think, you know, I, I think that's the cool thing about comic book characters in general, um, especially that one that resonates with, with yourself. Um, uh-huh. I think, I think that that's so cool because like for me, like I mentioned earlier, like with Batman, I've always been fascinated with him because of his sense of perseverance. And I'm the type mm-hmm. of person that I, I like try my hardest to be a hard worker and to put myself to um, achieve my goal through mm-hmm. perseverance. The second thing is I know Batman is the world's greatest detective and he does research. And so I was like, Hey, I do research too. <laughs> he does a lot of scientific things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, so Yeah. Yeah, and I love him too, and I love how the the Justice League and the Trinity that mm-hmm. they have with Superman too. Mm-hmm. It's all science fiction. I love mm-hmm. that. And for me, like the biggest psychological propaganda was the comic books, the comic mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. And it's just on um, one of the books I read on Wonder Woman say that mm-hmm. literally says that comic books are the best form of psychological propaganda, and my life is the quintessential example of that because I've integrated that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Whoever came up with comic books, they should get another prize. <laughs> <laughs> A million cool points to them. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, to to kind of go back to your nonprofit for a bit, like what are some uh, examples? Uh, well, you you mentioned some with uh, helping out kids and and things like that, but what are some other examples of ways your nonprofit has helped um, others within the community? Mm-hmm. So we teach kids art, how to mm-hmm. paint. We te- talk to kids, um, try to expose them to different career paths um, by having speakers of different uh, occupations Mm -hmm. and um, also through the sciences creating that that awareness and um, involving other organizations who have more authority in healthcare, who have more authority in um, finances Mm -hmm. um, things like that just to create the more awareness and to bring that aid to our population throughout the southwest so we've helped kids 
in El Paso and Juarez and Baden's and Las Cruces. And it's it's expanded year by year, mm-hmm. but also it's expanded including all ages, of course, nationalities, because Ciudad Juarez is in Mexico. And um, we've helped kids graduate from high school um, by giving them community service hours because community service has now been a part of the high school curriculum. You if you haven't you're a high school student and you haven't completed a certain amount of hours, mm-hmm. then you can't graduate. And we found kids who are like desperate and need community service hours one day to another. And since uh, we're regular, we're like busy throughout the year, um, we've been able to like garner them and, and like give it to them and they've been able to graduate. And we were so happy to see that these kids were so excited because they had, they didn't know where to pull them from. And then we show up mm-hmm. or they contact us and they've been so grateful and they've been able to walk. That's awesome. Um, we've also uh, helped people graduate also with their GED by connecting them to other programs. Mm-hmm. And um, also, we have a med school here in El Paso. Mm-hmm. And the med students also need community service hours, and we, we, give, them, we give them that, and they help us out with um, bridging that um, <clears throat> healthcare aid. Mm-hmm. To those, to those children, to those families, to those abuelitas and abuelitos who need a diagnosis and who need that medication, and they have access to that. With That's the fantastic. So everyone's become excited, mm-hmm. and we've been able, yeah, to talk to many organizations and different people with different authorities, different licenses, mm-hmm. uh, different expertise mm-hmm. that could definitely help us. That's awesome. I think that that's mm-hmm. fantastic what your nonprofit's doing. Um, one, one of the, one, well, it's interesting. The way that you and I met, uh, I think it's, it's, it's really cool because we were introduced to each other um, through a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. And uh, a, a friend of ours. By shout the out to Chris. Chris. So shout out <laughs> to Chris, you know. Uh, I don't Chris know if and Denise. Yeah, shout out to Chris and Denise. They're, they're good people. Uh, yeah, and the best they're super cool people and uh chris is like the biggest superman fan that i know so mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh and Denise I re- is the biggest wonder woman one, like bigger than i am oh really wow yeah like have you seen have you seen her merch no it's i'm not endless no i know oh, wow <laughs> i didn't know that that that's, that's cool though that's cool i'm happy about, i'm happy for them that's super cool yeah. um so chris told me he he's all like because like i used to draw back in the day like I, i've stopped a lot because i'm so busy with my my uh phd um lifestyle now um but um back in the day i used to be an artist and I used to draw and do creative work and stuff like that too and uh chris told me about diana and and told me that she's doing an art show that's trying trying to help kids out and stuff like that. i'm like okay i'm in you know just uh let's exchange information we'll, we'll work things out from there and so um diana and i ended up meeting i think at a starbucks we ended up meeting to exchange artwork or something at a Starbucks. Yeah. Um, and then we, we just kind of talked for a little bit. And we're just like, oh, cool. You know, but we kept in touch and, and we became friends after that too. And, um, you know, our friendship has grown over the years into, into um, you know, what we have today. And it's really, really cool. And um, I just thought that was really cool how that one little art show and, you know, through our friend, we were able to uh, build up this friendship mm-hmm. th- that we have today. And um, I, I just thought that that was really cool. And through the years that I've known you, I've seen you grow and progress your nonprofit and as a person as well. And I'm just like, wow, like, like I've said it once and I'll say it again, you're a legit Wonder Woman, Diana, because, oh, because all the stuff that you've done is really, really cool. And I've, I've seen your artwork too. And we've done a couple of stuff together in terms of art shows and even presentation in front of kids together. And that's been really, really fun. Um, so in terms of as an artist, like, um, what kind of art do you do? And, uh, like what inspires you as an artist? Yeah. As a creative. We met really early on when I had just, I still had the idea of the organization. Mm -hmm. 
and you were there with me from even before the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Chris and Denise were really supportive, and they they really helped. Like they were like the precursor mm-hmm. to this friendship, like this really great friendship that we have. And I remember you and I were talking about the ideas of what we could put in that art show. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I have this and I could work on this. And I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Let's do it. So we were really excited. And um, I remember that art show. Um, actually, I don't remember it that well because it's been so long ago. It's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. It's been so long ago. But uh, that I remember it just included things that we liked. Mm-hmm. things that we wanted to I remember you gave me um comic book art like you had a Batman you had um I remember you had like an eagle with mm-hmm. an American flag yeah, things yeah. like that and I could see through your art what it was that you liked and I think that we all convey our desires and that's mm-hmm. what we do with our art with mine I painted Wonder Woman Mm-hmm. I've painted Batman inspired. I've painted Superman inspired things. Um, I also have work in like landscapes. Mm-hmm. I'm also really enamored with the sunsets, sunrises, and the general landscape and skyline of El Paso. It's grown a lot throughout the years, but one thing that doesn't change and is is a star on the mountain that we have Mm -hmm. that is just a classic enduring beauty Mm -hmm. and i see a lot in in a lot of um, local artists Mm -hmm. they paint the star Mm -hmm. and i i totally get it because that's one of the most beautiful things and we all have our own rendition of it and that was one of my favorite things to paint is is that and um I love abstract. I can I can paint. I think you've seen that I've, I've painted different um, mm-hmm. with different mediums and different styles. Mm-hmm. But my favorite is the abstract and the abstract star on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's also been more popular with mm-hmm. my work. Um, but I've done a little bit of everything. I've done. And drawn portraits. I've done abstract surrealism, non-objective paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to do a little bit of like anime drawings. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, I don't I don't exhibit all these mm-hmm. forms of art. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also make jewelry. I've also made pottery. Um, yeah, and I, I used to make uh and just design and make uh clothes but out of um like trash mm-hmm. like plastic bags things mm-hmm. like that so I've, I've talked into a little bit of everything but I've, I've my favorite mediums have been acrylic over masonite or acrylic over canvas mm-hmm. and it's just i don't get tired of, of painting that star yeah it's, I mean, it's so, so iconic painting. It's, it's so very iconic, iconic. yeah. Um, because you, you can see it every day. You never get tired of it. It's true. And, like, it's... I miss the mountains so much. Like, here in College Station, I, I don't have that, you know? It's just so flat mm-hmm. here. And so I miss Aww. the mountains. <laughs> I miss the star. I miss the El Paso sunsets. You know, like, talking yes. about the sunsets, it's just, like, there's no sunset like an El Paso sunset. They are so beautiful. They have every color. Mm-hmm. And you and no, there's not a single sunset. There's not no two sunsets really that mm-hmm. are the same. Or sunrises. It's it looks beautiful at every any time of day, especially um, like af, um, in the afternoons and during night, the nights. Definitely. And like, it's something that every everybody enjoys. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I miss it, and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to uh, going to visit uh, visit the city soon and see the sunset and see the star in the mountain. Because oh man, mm-hmm. nothing beats home. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely something special. Um, and and 
yeah i mean these projects that you've done have been like fantastic and i think um i I, like i remember those the the paintings in the artwork that i I, uh submitted to it was an eagle that had like the american flag and the the mexican flag and it's just like kind of like a like a symbol of like the american eagle but also the eagle on the mexican flag and i was trying to incorporate that you know it was interesting that (laughs) <laughs> that a lot of the work that I submitted to you was based on border and race. And it's mm-hmm. interesting how that's correlated into the research that I'm doing now. And like, I yeah. never put that two and two together until we're having this conversation. <laughs> like it's dictated our lives. We have, we're not, we're not always cognizant of it, mm-hmm. but it's there. It's always mm-hmm. been there motivating us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we think that, we control our decisions all the time, but I, I definitely think that there's a higher power. Definitely. And yeah, that is all loving. And it's, it's always there. We're, we're trying to convey that love that we have because it's the love that we've been given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reminds me of a Pearl Jam song I got into. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that, that kind of fits the, that idea too. So it's, it's mm-hmm. really cool um wow this is this was super cool um okay so let's go back to wonder woman again let's talk about wonder woman some more <laughs> you're like yes let's do it wonder woman. I, I, <laughs> I mean i i don't blame you I, I love wonder woman um so as as a big as, as a as a big wonder woman fan what would you say like for somebody wanting to get into comic books right what is the comic that you'd recommend to that person uh, if they wanted to get into Wonder Woman? Or like, what would you tell that person to do? You know, like, where would you tell them to start? Because I always have friends well, that ask course, me that. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I don't really get asked that question. Um, so that's a great one. Mm-hmm. I would say the original one from 1941, most original copy by William Moulton Marston himself. Mm-hmm. images are absolutely beautiful so well drawn and you're just so in awe mm-hmm. with that masterpiece mm-hmm. because it's it was designed so incredibly it psychologically um, incorporates a lot of like humanity, what we all struggle for, struggle for to know the truth at the mm-hmm. end of the day, to know who we are and to know what our purposes are mm-hmm. and to fix all those things that are wrong and to work our on, on our imperfections. And sometimes those imperfections are those that help us the most. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm absolutely in love with that piece. The art, the, the words in it, the plot. I would definitely recommend that one because that's the one that I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. More than, because I had already been exposed to the cartoons. When I read that, I just never let go. Mm-hmm. Never let go. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I, and... I think... Yeah, those are awesome. Those are really cool. Go ahead. Yeah, are yeah like, um, it's just, the more I've read it multiple times throughout my life and I get something different out of mm-hmm. it. And it's because I change. And mm-hmm. that changes with me. And mm-hmm. there's a message that that's there for anyone at any age. That's cool. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful thing about comics, too is that they resonate with people of all ages you know mm-hmm. what i mean um because originally they were created for kids but yet these characters are so time relevant not you know and what makes them you know they're, they're so time relevant and they you know there's so many different characters too that it can resonate with different people on different levels you know like wonder woman resonates with you on these different levels you know batman resonates with me on these different levels and i think that that's awesome you know that these characters i I consider these characters modern day mythology they are because the creators Mm -hmm. and the writers 
they are very honest mm-hmm. with who they are deep down. They are very honest. And even through the lies that as fantasy is, mm-hmm. there's truth to that. So there really isn't lies. There's just somebody there who, who just poured their heart out. Mm-hmm. And I, the way that I see comic books is a love letter. A love letter that this writer, this illustrator created mm-hmm. to themselves, to their past self, to their present self, to their future self, and to the people mm-hmm. who are about to meet it. And what is love? Love is being honest with who you are, what you have, and how you interact with people. But more than anything, all that we have is the truth. And I think that love is also reciprocity. And with the way reciprocity works is that we give and we take. Mm -hmm. But in order to take, you first have to give and give Mm -hmm. all of yourself. And that is art. Mm -hmm. That is like art is necessary. Art is essential. Just like science is essential, just like medicine is essential, just like politics, like every part of anything that has anything and everything that has been created, I think mm-hmm. is essential. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, that's that's what's so beautiful about life is that we all should be accepting of the diversity that there is and that commonality that we all are. Because no matter how different we dress or how we speak or how we act, we all go through the same emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are. We're, we're, we're emotions and we're seeking mm-hmm. the truth and we're seeking love and that's what we all want. That's what we all need. It's true. It really is. Mm-hmm. So for my final question for you, Diana, mm-hmm. I want to know if you had the chance to write a Wonder Woman story, what would you write it about? Oh, that's the best question. I've never even thought about that. Never been asked. Um, you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to answer like on the spot. Like, let me let me think for a little while. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I mm-hmm. base it off of me mm-hmm. completely because I I don't know. I'm not too sure if there's something super exciting about it that people would want to know. Um, but that's just me being unsure of, of how exciting my life really is. <laughs> and then comparing it to wonder, what Wonder Woman has already done. Mm-hmm. So she has all these stories that have been reinvented, retold. I recently like sent you a link about how um, Wonder Woman is a is a refugee. Yes, yes. And yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm just waiting to like have some leisure time and read it. Mm-hmm. But I I would I'm not sure I can answer that question right now because it's mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> but um, and I can't I can't retell the Wonder Woman story because <laughs> yeah, she's already there. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. No, definitely. Definitely. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be part two of our future conversation on academics and amuse. Definitely. Very cool. But well, I'm, that, I'm really excited to think about what I would, I would create her, recreate her to be. I think you would do a great story on Wonder Woman, to be honest. Like <laughs> you have so much knowledge on the character and I think that you have so much passion um, of the character as well mm-hmm. that you can, you can create something really cool out of it. And I think that, I don't know, like, I think that whatever you decide to write about, if you were to ever do that story, it'd be super cool, you know? And I I think that'd be, that'd be really cool. I'd love to read a Wonder Woman, a Wonder Woman uh, story, like from you, if you ever (laughs) did like a little short story or something. Thank you. I'm yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to, I'm going to start thinking about it. It's going to take me a while. (laughs) So I'm sorry to, disappoint you <laughs> no 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 no, no <laughs> disappointment at all it was just a, on the top of question you know what i mean it was just one of those things it's like hey i wonder you know 
Um, yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's, um, it's ironic though, because I seem such a huge Wonder Woman fan, such as I am, mm-hmm. to not know, to not mm-hmm. think of thought of that already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mean, like. I did, yeah. I mean, I hmm. just think she's perfect already. I, I mean, she's an amazing character. And like you said, she's gone through so many changes already. It's like, what else can you add to the mythos? Um, you know, but I think, you know, I think because of the way, like you mentioned earlier, all the circumstances mm-hmm. that are happening in life, imagine what, you know, what if Wonder Woman was here in, in the Black Lives Matter era? Mm-hmm. Or what, what, what would Wonder Woman do during the Me Too era? You know, and it's just like, you know, with all the stuff that's happening in the world right now, I think that'd be, there's like, there's interesting yeah. stories I think that could and be And I cool. think those stories are already being written mm-hmm. based on the refugee story. Right. Um, and I think that her story, her original story could be already integrated into Black Lives Matter, into the pandemic, mm-hmm. into Me Too, mm-hmm. because she is already a suffragist uh-huh. she's already a symbol so she fights for these things she would fight for all these things again that's super cool and to make it a different story i'm not exactly sure mm-hmm. and that's the challenge that i'm definitely yeah. gonna take yeah i like that i like that um yeah i think that i think that it's, it's it's a really cool challenge i think that that'd be a really cool uh yeah. task you know um I, I'm even trying to reflect on it myself. I'm like, huh, if I had a chance to write a Batman story, I don't even know like what I would write about. Maybe I always, you should write like Batman is poor. How does he imagine that? Batman? Imagine a that? poor Batman. Yeah. Yeah. He would have to do it like Home Alone style. Like, like <laughs> you know, that's that's he, he, he would have to do it like like that. Like Macaulay Culkin in House Alone. He just like that. He dresses up. He cuts things like a bat and like to make it look like a little bat or something like that and all yeah. of a sudden you know he uses all these little gadgets that he's made you know i don't know i just yeah or a batman in like the the medieval times oh or yeah batman, I, like batman as a caveman yes yes there's been a couple stories <laughs> like, like how that. would you cool. do it yeah 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 there's also a, a story that stan lee did of batman mm-hmm. where batman was african-american uh-huh. And then he also did a one of Wonder Woman too. I don't know if you knew about <gasps> no that. No way. I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah, Stan Lee did like what I think it was called like what if Stan Lee wrote Wonder Woman or what if Stan Lee did Superman? Yay. What if Stan Lee did Batman? I'm super excited to read this. I Yeah, never... I have to I'll send you the links. I'll send you the links, but I've never encountered cool. that. Yeah, it's been insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Um so yeah, I I've, I you know, that'd be cool. I once, I think it was a professor of mine. It might have been my uh, advisor from UTEP, that my thesis advisor and my mentor at UTEP, that he sent me this article of these people, these I think they're like a bunch of artists from Mexico, that they had a chance to decorate the cowls from the um, Arkham video games in Uh different ways. And so there was like a Batman cowl that looked like a mariachi, one from Mm -hmm. Dia de Muertos, um, another one like Aztec calendar looking. Um, mm-hmm. and all these different ways like that too and I was just like whoa that is awesome you know so I was like maybe yeah. what if Batman was Latino you know that'd be kind of cool um, yo yeah. yeah and that reminds me of that music group called um, Chicano Batman yes yeah yeah I think he's told me about it and like I started listening to them years ago and then because I was so confused, I was like, "What's Chicano Batman? Like, is there literally a Chico Town Batman?" Uh huh. Like that's what I thought of, but I thought that that name was cool. That is it's a dope name. <laughs> the it's best really, name. And they have they have they have really good music too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. These are just random thoughts that pop into my head mm-hmm. once in a while in terms of uh like storytelling and I, I don't know i think mm-hmm. that's uh, that's the cool thing about comics there's so many cool things about comics that we've talked about today mm-hmm. um but diana i had such a wonderful time talking with you today um in this episode and i always have fun talking with you whenever we have a chance and um you know like i mentioned before like you do so many awesome things with mm-hmm. your research with your nonprofit, with your artwork like I said, and just the love that you have for the character and just the love that you share with people, 
you know, like I said, you are literally the embodiment of Wonder Woman and you are mm, a legitimate you. Wonder Woman and you're an awesome person in That's general. And you're the best cute. compliment that I've gotten in my life. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for being such a great friend. Thank you for being so awesome and yourself. Um, you're so great. Honestly, I have the best time talking to you. Um, I just cannot express how grateful I am to be your friend. Um, and that we have so many things to share and talk about. I, that's amazing. And I'm, like I said, I'm eternally grateful. And I pray that I've ha I pray in great and being grateful that I had the opportunity to meet you and to have you in my life and that you are doing so many great things too and you inspire people. Definitely. You know, like you're inspiring people too, Diana. Like, um, and you know, so thank you for the kind words. Like seriously, that's that, that was very, very kind and very awesome and very sweet. So thank you so much. Again, thank you so much, Diana, for being a guest this week on Academics on Amigos. For more on Diana and her nonprofit organization, check out her Instagram page, which is DLP Dreams for Dreams Altogether, which is DLP Dreams for Dreams. And with that being said, thank you again for listening to this episode. For more on Academics and Amigos and myself, be sure to check out our website, arramirez.com slash Academics and Amigos. Our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page, and follow us and like us on all those platforms. Until next week, my friends, be cool and stay awesome.